You are listening to the Path of Presence podcast, where we integrate head and heart with mindful alignment of branding, business, and social presence with Evelyn Foreman. Free resources are available on our website at pathofpresence.com. Join us on an awakening journey to flourish online, to build a sustainable lifestyle business, to market your program or service, to create intentional community, and to receive inspiration, information, and ideas on how to balance the entrepreneurial journey. Together, let's move forward as the light we've come to be, integrated, heart-centered, spirit-guided, and vision-led. And now your host, Evelyn Foreman. Well, hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of our Path of Presence podcast, available at pathofpresence.com slash podcast. Our theme for this season is all about the journey of presence, of being present to the process of entrepreneurship, of building a business, and of living a thriving, balanced, and integrated life. Today's topic of being heart-centered and heart-guided as we go about our business, both personal and professional, is a topic of passion for me. And you know, we all have that one person in our life that has made such an immense impact on us that it changes us forever. So, okay, you may have a few people who have done amazing things that have affected life in positive ways. But for most of us, there's one person, there's this one outstanding, experienced person in our life who is our mentor, our role model, whose actions speak louder than words. This person's fierce and relentless love and sacrifice has had a profound effect on us. And because of their love and action, we are molded into being who we are today. And we can look back and say that if this person did not exist in our life, we would be a completely different person. Who is this person for you? Well, this person, this pivotal person for me is my mother, And my mom passed away way too early. She transitioned when I was 16 years old, and I've had to live without her for most of my life. But the amount of love that I received during those 16 formidable years has sustained me and continues to fuel me so that I can pay the love forward to my children and others. She was only 54 years old when she passed away. She lived a rather rough life as the mother of eight and the wife of an alcoholic. My dad was, unfortunately, a violent drunk, so she had that to deal with, along with raising eight children and running a full-time business. My mom was a beautician by trade, and as you can imagine, there was never a dull moment in her life. And yet, she still made time to not just tell me that she loved me, but to take loving action to show me that she loved me. My mom is the living example of what being heart-centered looks like to me. Being a heart-centered entrepreneur, being a heart-centered person for that matter, means to live not directed simply by our head, but first and foremost by our heart. We make a consciousness shift and a decision to let our heart 
lead in everything we do. The studies at the Institute of Heart Math has shown that the heart has an intelligence. Research explains how the physical and energetic heart plays an extraordinary role in our lives. Our heart rhythms affect the brain's ability to process information. As the heart has 40,000 sensory neurons involved in relaying ascending information to the brain. Also, the human heart's magnetic field can be measured several feet away from the body. Our emotions also affect our way of being. Negative emotions can create nervous system chaos, but positive emotions do the opposite. Now, positive emotions can increase the brain's ability to make good decisions. And you can boost your immune system simply by focusing on those positive emotions. They create psychological benefits in the body. Another tidbit is that in fetal development, the heart forms and starts beating way before the brain begins to develop. And I do believe that the heart starts to form at the 21st day of conception. Isn't that amazing? So all of this information is from the Institute of Heart Math. If you're not aware of the properties and the power of your heart, we can tune into that. We can shift our awareness to the heart space. Life meets us at our level of consciousness. Whatever we are aware of, whatever we are present to, that is what we see and that is our reality. Albert E. Einstein, who is a brilliant scientist who needs no introduction, says that there are two ways to live your life. One as though nothing is a miracle, and the other is as though everything is a miracle. Which of the two are you? Do you tend to see everything as a miracle or that nothing is a miracle? If I had to pick one, and you probably know this already if you followed my work, I lean heavily on the miracle side. How could I not? I am a survivor of the Vietnam War. I was born during the war, was a refugee, and an adult child of an alcoholic. And here I am today, alive and well and grateful, and oh my gosh, grateful. But okay, this is another story, and I digress. I lean totally on the idea of possibility. I am one of uh, what Norman Vincent Peale would consider a possibilitarian. That's a long word, possibilitarian. The idea behind a possibilitarian is this, that no matter how dark things seem to be, or no matter how dark things actually are, you raise your sights to see the possibilities. You always see them because they're always there. Having said this, I am bringing the idea of being heart-centered, fully integrated body, mind, and spirit active in both our personal and professional lives. So what I'm suggesting is that heart-centeredness, being heart-centered, crosses the barriers and the boundaries of life at work, life at home, and life at play. How about that? How about living a life that is fully integrated, where we dissolve the compartments that we've built up, all the ideations and all the ideals that we've surrounded ourselves with that have become walls? 
As people living in the Western world, we have been trained to separate and compartmentalize. Yes, certainly there is a time and a place for work-related issues and domestic-related issues. Where we tend to miss the mark is to understand that we are who we are wherever we are. We are the living experience, the whole experience of life. The same person, the same soul, lives through the experience of both work and home. Therefore, the same soul who goes to work and the soul that comes home is one and the same. Nevertheless, we act as though we need to be different, and we stop ourselves from processing experiences from one world to another. For instance, our life at work might be dictated by many policies and procedures and rules and regulations and we are subject to follow them. However, when we come home, we do not necessarily deal with our loved ones with policies and procedures and rules and this and that. Similarly, when we deal with our loved ones, we extend a certain level of kindness and compassion and open-heartedness to them. When we get to work, are we doing the same? Regardless of what the rules are between our work and our home, the awareness of who we are and the directive to be heart-centered in all that we do and all that we say makes a difference regardless of where we are. Now, I am a big proponent of harmony, of achieving success by flowing, going, acting where spirit directs me. I am guided because I allow myself to be. It doesn't mean that I sit back, do nothing, and lollygag. My work is to stay in touch, in harmony, and in alignment with my higher self. Having said that, what is coming up for you? Are you one that allows your heart to lead the decisions you make? What would happen if we allowed both our head and our heart, the heart and logic, to inform our decision-making? So with personal decisions, maybe going with a heart decision is not so hard. But what if it's a business decision? Can you use the intelligence of the heart to bridge a relation, a relationship in business in a way that supports an integration of who you are, all of you, body, mind, and spirit, so that regardless of the relation you have, You treat your business relationships and extend the love, the kindness, the warmth, the compassion as you would with kin. Well, be it work, family, or play, we can take, we can decide to take a heart-centered approach with mindful decision. Bring that forward in your mind to go to your heart. Simple as that. When you are angry, confused, triggered, or just want to lash out, remind yourself of those four little words. Go to your heart. Go to your heart. You can go to your heart and activate your heart's intelligence rather than acting from your reptilian brain. And remember, reptiles eat their young. And rather than going to your reptilian brain, you can choose to be in your higher functioning brain to deal with what's in front of you. You can choose to be heart-centered, dealing with life and situations as it arises through the intelligence of the heart. 
Reverend David McArthur, best-selling author of Accessing Wisdom, has a three-step process access code to quickly go to your heart. I'll share with you the three-step process from his book, The Spiritual Heart. So I'm going to give you the three-step process, the instruction for that, and then I'll invite you to practice those three steps along with me. So one is touch and breathe. To touch your heart area, breathe into it, taking simply a pause in whatever is happening for breath. Number two is to remember and feel, to remember the gratitude and the love that lives within you and remember the truth of your being. Not only that, but to feel it, to have a felt sense of gratitude and love. Open your heart. Number three, to sincerely ask whatever it is that you need, be it forgiveness or peace or love or joy or surrender, you need to sincerely ask. So one is touch and breathe. Two is remember and feel. Three, to sincerely ask. So if you're at a place where you can join us, I invite you to just get centered in this now moment, get really present as to where you are in time and space how the earth is supporting you, being aware of your surroundings and your emotions in this now time and space. Inviting breath into your body temple. We're just getting still in this moment. Breathing the oxygen that is coming into your body temple. You may feel the chest rise and fall with your breath. And when you're ready, as you are called to close your eyes, bring your hand to your heart area. Have that tangibility right there in your palm where you're touching your hand to your heart. And as you are there, feel the inhalation of your breath as your chest rises and then as you exhale, allow your chest to fall forward. Touching and breathing the area where your heart is just to know that it's there. Moving on to step two, you want to remember and feel. And remember love and gratitude. Remember who you are. Perhaps remembering calling up in your memory a loved one. Someone you truly, deeply love, admire, and appreciate. And feel that love within you. Allowing your heart to open to that love. Stepping into a new consciousness, allowing it to shower over you. And as you have that felt sense of love and appreciation in your heart, sincerely ask. Open your entire energy field, open your heart, and ask for what you need. Maybe you need gratitude in this moment. Maybe you need a perspective. Or simply, it may be peace. As you are touching your heart and breathing, remember the love and feel that which you've come to be. 
and sincerely ask for what it is that you need. Go ahead and take a full breath. Inhale right here, right now. And as you're ready to release that exhale and let it go, come back to this now time and place to be with us. Soften your gaze as you slowly open your eyes. Welcome back. Take a smile on your face as a welcome to yourself. That concludes our podcast for today. It's a really beautiful episode, and I'm sure that more on this topic will be in store simply because it is so important that we live an integrated life, bringing our whole selves along with us in the process. We, as a human species, need to dissolve any illusions that we are separate, being exclusive rather than inclusive, building walls rather than heartstrings, excluding rather than including. Both ourselves outwardly expressing in ourselves as we process internally our experiences of what we go through in life. Regardless of theology, religion, background, or upbringing, we are first and foremost human beings, perhaps spiritual beings living a human existence. And with that, I leave you in the process of breathing through your heart. Join me and together we'll go to the heart in through and as the Anahata Chakra to allow the sacred unfolding of the light within to burst forward so that we can be the best version of ourselves in work, business, and play to be present in each moment. All right, dear heart, my friends, that is it for today. If you are inclined to do some deeper work, I've recorded a meditation for you to go with this particular podcast, and together we can go to the heart. Thanks again so much for joining me today. It really is a privilege and a pleasure to be part of your sacred journey. And I almost forgot to mention that this is Season 2, Episode 7. And if you're going to the website to download the meditation, it is number 19 on the podcast lineup at pathofpresence.com slash podcast. This is Evelyn Foreman with Path of Presence. Sending you good jujus. I'll see you on the next episode. Aloha. Thank you for listening to the Path of Presence podcast with Evelyn Foreman. Join us each week for mindful, engaging, enlightening dialogue to shift your awareness and build your business online. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast by clicking on the subscribe button. Join our Facebook page for updates, freebies, tips, and trainings at facebook.com slash pathofpresence. Free business and social media marketing resources available on our website at pathofpresence.com. You are listening to the Path of Presence podcast with Evelyn Foreman. Have a beautiful day and aloha.